Welcome to the Pastor's Roundtable Podcast, a podcast where we pull apart and deconstruct the habits, routines, and tactics of the great men and women of faith. Drastically changed my life. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here is your host, Ryan Latham. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of the podcast. I am your host, Ryan Latham, and I want to personally say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen today. We've got a a really important conversation today talking about digital discipleship. Okay, I know it's 2020 and everyone's probably zoomed out, but digital discipleship is not just for 2020. It is here to stay, and it's really important as leaders that we lean in and try and figure out how do we leverage the digital world with discipleship. So Greg's has 25 years of experience with discipleship as a lead pastor, a campus pastor, his years at Saddleback. He is bringing a wealth of knowledge to us today. He's talking about his conference, his Bible app, as well as a brand new online course that he's just released and giving us a discount. So you can head over to renewedleadership.org slash disciple to check out that course. He has different levels for personal use, for a church license, as well as a multi-site license. There are discount codes for each of those levels on the show notes, but I want to make notice of it uh, here. If you use the code Ryan for the personal level, you can get $10 off. For the other discount codes, look at the show notes. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode with Greg. Well, hey guys, welcome to another episode. I am excited to share with you uh, this topic today about discipleship. And I've got my good friend here, Greg, coming in from the great Northeast um, and sharing with us a little bit about some tools and some resources that he's just put out. And I can't wait for you to hear about him because um, what an important subject um, for all of us as pastors, as parents, as ministry leaders, as business leaders. This is truly um, an important topic. So gear up, get ready, and uh, here we go. Greg, thanks for joining us today. Ryan, hello, and thanks for having me. Yeah, Greg, thank you so much for uh, you know just your friendship. I remember uh, when I was making a transition, I gave you a call, and one of the great words of advice you said is, as you near 40, continue to stretch. <laughs> and I think that was uh, not just a physical, actual thing, but a spiritual and emotional <laughs> thing too, uh, as leaders to continue to be flexible. And what a timely word today, right? I mean, talk about needing to be flexible today uh, in the midst of all this COVID stuff. Everyone's got to be flexible, man. So Greg, uh, let's dive in, get straight to it. So uh, you are um, a pastor um, but uh, you're really passionate about helping people in the area of discipleship. So um, that's kind of a word, in my opinion, in ministry, it's a word that we kind of throw out there. But uh, I feel like there's a lot of questions as to what that actually means. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just what it means, but how do we actually do that? And so I'd love to hear, Greg, just from you, um, you know, in your opinion, your research and your thoughts, um, when you hear the word disciple, when you say the word disciple, what does that mean to you? What should we hear uh, when we hear that word? Yeah, it is a, a key word. And uh, it's it's a word either 
we don't know in the church, uh, or in some contexts we throw it around and 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 uh, it becomes so familiar, but we're not actually doing something with it. So, I mean, literally, a disciple is a learner. So, you know, you could be a disciple of your favorite band, a movie star, whatever. You're just seeking to follow and learn about that group or that person. And of course, in biblical context, when Jesus says, come follow me, uh, he's inviting us to be his disciple. And so I love uh, this definition. I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm spacing on the author. Uh, I'll think of it later, but he says a disciple is someone who is being changed by Jesus, follows Jesus, is being changed by Jesus, and does the work of Jesus. Follows, is being changed, and does the work. So that's what we're talking about. Jim Putman. There you go. Jim there Putman. we go. <laughs> that's great. So following um, and being changed. And so um, those are, the, I think that those are words that uh, are pretty simple to say, but, uh, you know, in your, in your uh, history here, what do you feel like are some of the ways that uh, people pragmatically do that? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a perfect question because yeah, everyone would agree. Follow Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. What, but what does that mean? And we'll talk more about this later when we reference my course, but Ultimately, I would say it's about stopping and looking around and listening and just being aware that Jesus isn't just with us at church, isn't just mm-hmm. with us when we have a quiet time or devotions or pray around a meal. When we're going into the supermarket, Jesus wants us to look around and actually be aware that he is at work. And there might be a person that you bump into or someone at the cash register uh, that needs some encouragement, that needs to be prayed for. And this is where I'd, I'd say being a follower of Jesus is an adventure, but it's also weird. Like, I would never want to do, you know, go talk to a stranger. I'm, Ryan, you know me, I'm pretty quiet guy, I keep to myself, but if Jesus, there's a few people out there like the, the type sevens uh, are the high eyes on the disc, right? You know, the, those people don't actually want to talk to people. Most people kind of want to be reserved. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm your classic introvert. I love being on my own, but man, God has given me opportunities to he, where he's the Holy Spirit's nudged me forward. Like, Hey, I want you to just ask that person how you can pray. So just stopping and being aware and then stopping and remembering, hey, what are God's promises? Like this just helps us tune in to the fact that God is not just, uh, or, or following Jesus is not just a box to check off in your 10, 15, 30 minute time uh, or going to service, but it's an adventure that he wants us to uh, be a part of. Yeah, I love that. So I think for a lot of people, there's like this mythical one hour mark, right? Like it's like, that's the standard. Like if you can just pray and read for one hour a day. And I feel like there's a lot of us that have that standard, that expectation. Um, but I, what I'm hearing from you is that maybe that shouldn't be the standard. Maybe it shouldn't, that, that shouldn't be the measuring stick, you know, that we use. Yeah. You know what? Let's just take the hour. Hey, that's a tremendous goal. I think 
we would get more out of spending an hour with Jesus if we did 61 minute chunks throughout the day rather than you know putting it all in on the front end or you know at the at the end of the day but if 60 times or you know 30 times taking two two minutes and stopping and reflecting and 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 reading a verse or continuing the chapter that is where impact happens because that is just allowing us to engage with God's word and with God throughout the day. That's how we can take Jesus into the classroom or into the, uh, the boardroom or, you know, while we're changing diapers, like this is how Jesus changes us if we're staying engaged. Yeah. Right. I and mean, this isn't just for pastors, right? I and mean, this is for everybody. This is for business leaders. This is for stay at home moms. This is for teachers, right? That, and, and so the idea is that um, you know, one thing that I, I've been, people have challenged me with is it's the idea of having a relationship rather than having a duty, um, right? It's like, uh, if, if I had a friendship and all I did was talk to them once and then never thought about them again, right? That's not really a relationship, but I love the idea of it's an ongoing process throughout the day that you're just kind of coming back to it and reflecting, recalibrating throughout the day. Yeah. And, and Ryan, this is where I think it's key for, for pastors uh, because we have the opportunity to communicate uh, this. And when we talk about whatever the time frame is, you know, 10 minutes to an hour, that can be burdensome for someone that's not used to, to that. Some people who've been doing 10 minutes with God for years need to be challenged, need to be stretched. But more so, I just think we have a responsibility as pastors or ministry leaders uh, to help our people stay engaged with God throughout the day. And uh, that's, that's the key. Yeah. The verse that comes to my mind as you're talking about that is the, is the whole encouragement, of, you know, praying without ceasing. That doesn't mean that we're actually literally like praying, but that we're in that, that mindset of that all things are spiritual and it's a con ongoing conversation with the Lord. And so that, that kind of keeps coming back to me um, as you're talking there. I'm praying right now, my friend, trust me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So let's, let's dive into on, uh, you know, on a, a side of like, maybe as a ministry leader, what are some practical things that you would encourage ministry leaders, youth pastors, kids, pastors, campus pastors, whatever it might be. Uh, what would you, some, some, some things that you'd encourage them to do to help their people get involved with this acting of discipleship? I think a less is more mentality is, is critical. Um, meaning, and you and I were talking about this you know, be, beforehand, uh, something like reading through the Bible in a year is a tremendous goal. And it's something that I, I had, I've done for, for years, but I've actually stopped doing that uh, I still read through the Bible. We need to know our story, right? So we need to be as familiar as possible with our story, our faith story found in, in the scriptures. But the way I'm wired, reading three and a half chapters a day, which is approximately what it, what it takes to get through the Bible in a year, was overwhelming. Uh, if I was sick or had a bad day or I was on vacation, you, know, you missed two, three days. Now you're reading 10 chapters, having to get caught up. And that's where I was just checking things off. And there was so much content that 
what do I think about? Um, and so I just, less is more. Let's just. Yeah, I think you start, place. you know, you miss a day, you, something like that. It, it snowballs, right? It just quickly compounds and adds up. And, uh, you know, so for someone like me, you know, I'm dyslexic, I read really slow, uh, you know, the idea of reading four or five, six chapters every single day, and then you miss a day, and now you're like 12 chapters, you miss two, you're like 20, it's just like, all of a sudden, and, and you know, like, uh, I'm Enneagram, you know, I'm a type three, so I'm like a major task driven achievement guy, it just feels like so overwhelming. And in fact, it's, it, it's at times, it becomes very burdensome to me that I feel like, I'm so far behind, uh, you know, it's burdensome. So yeah, I, I love that idea. Yeah, so less, less is more, um, I think, related to scripture intake. And please hear me, pastors who are listening or watching. I advocate active involvement, engaging in reading the Bible and reading through the Bible multiple times throughout our, our lifetime. But I feel like we can overwhelm people. Uh, by the amount. And so let's zero in, read a chapter a day, a paragraph a day, whatever it is. Uh, and then, you know, Ryan, you, you, you mentioned, you know, some people don't like to read. We are so fortunate to live in this technological age where we can listen to the, to the Bible. Absolutely. Listen while we drive, while we run, while we just For sit free. in our homes for you free know, download the bible app download your app you know and uh go for it yeah okay so uh i love the idea of taking some of that pressure off um you know what about some tips just stay at home mom busy business owner you know going they're running super fast what are just some of those things that maybe they could do um, you know, the idea, like you said, listening to the Bible or something like that is, is more to it that maybe some, some kind of discipleship hacks that you've found that maybe they could, they could dive into. Yeah. Two, two come to mind. One would, uh, be, you can use, you know, modern technology in terms of your phone, or you can use 18th century technology, cutting edge in the 18th century was the invention of the index card. And so use your phone, write, write a note, use the index card, read something in your, your, your Bible and find the big idea. Like what is something where the Holy Spirit just kind of poked you saying that's for you? Or you know, was there a, a big idea that you would want to think about? You know, anything like you know, God is love or you know, forgive people, whatever it is, write that down on your phone or uh, on an index card. I personally prefer the tactile things because if I could put that in my pocket, I forget about it. And when I grab my keys or a credit card, I'm like, what's this? Oh yeah. And so that is just a way to look at that quickly. Uh, and maybe it was an action step. Call your friend, Ryan. Yeah. Um, it just sticks it in your head and you can pray about, you can reflect on. So, and that's kind of the, the, the 61 minute check-ins throughout the day. So that's just a simple thing. Write something down and uh, reflect on it. Uh, the other thing is Christianity is a team sport. We often treat it like a solo endeavor. I got this, but it's team sport. And so just the idea of uniting with other believers, we need one another. 
and, and being able to, you know, to text your friend, hey, what's your big idea today? Or what are you thinking about? What are you praying about? That accountability, that helps uh, take it from my relationship with God to our relationship with God. And this is where you can help me and I can help you. Yeah. And if you're like me and, and uh, Greg, you're a wise person because you have a full focus planner and uh, you can write down some of those things in your uh, big threes, or maybe just even in the side notes there as to what you want to do. Um, you know, one of the questions I ask myself often, you know, most mornings is, you know, who is somebody that I can encourage today? And, uh, you know, I feel like that's been a big part of my discipleship journey, even is just doing simple things like that. You know, even today, my prayer time, I had a couple of friends pop up in my head. I felt like the Lord just put on my heart. And so I just text them, you know, Hey, just want to encourage you. And so, yeah, I, mean, I feel like I love that, that you, you call it an adventure. Um, and that discipleship is a, an adventure and not just this task list that you got to do, but that it's an adventure. Um, so Greg, you recently have launched a online course. So I'd love for you to dive in and talk about that online course. People can get that at renewedleadership.org slash disciple. Um, you guys can get that. We'll have discount codes for the, um, the course in the, the description of this podcast. Um, and uh, you guys get on the blog for more information as well, but Greg dive in, tell us about the course. Cause, um, I, I've just started watching it and I am so encouraged by it. And, uh, you know, I said, man, I just got to get this out. So talk to us a little bit about the course. So it's called take the Jesus challenge. And the subtitle is dare to be a disciple of Jesus. And again, it's this idea where Jesus says, come follow me. And that's not just uh, come go to church or come read your Bible, but I want you to follow me. You know, this is Jesus saying, I actually know uh, what's best for you. <laughs> and so come follow me and I'll show you. So take the Jesus challenge. It focuses on one commitment and four habits. And again, my whole thing is less is more. And so one commitment, four habits, and the first letter for each of those spells Jesus. Uh, so, you know, it must be good right there, <laughs> but also it's just a way to remember. Uh, so you want me to zip through the elements? Yeah. Why don't you walk us through those, uh, those four elements and we'll, we'll, uh, unpack them a little bit. Yeah. So the J on Jesus, this is the commitment. This is the mindset that we have to have and the commitment we have to make it's join Jesus and make disciples. So right there off the bat, it's the idea that if we're followers of Jesus, we are disciple makers. It's not just the, the pastors, right? As pastors, our job is to equip our people to help them know that the great commission is for all of his followers. And Ryan, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, great commission is, you know, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. But just before that, verse 16, Right? Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. And that makes sense, right? Here's the risen Christ. They worshiped him. But the verse continues. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. What? <laughs> like, what? are they doubting that that's Jesus? Are they doubting that, that 
he's alive. They're doubting themselves. We don't know, but they are doubters. But what I love is Jesus doesn't say, okay, all of you worshipers, go over here. Let me talk to you. Doubters, I'll be back and deal with you. No. He's, then he comes to them and says, go and make disciples. So Jesus commissioned mm -hmm. the worshipers and the doubters. And that gives me hope because there are lots of times I am a doubter. Uh, but on those days, I am still called to make disciples. So that is the mindset. J, join Jesus and make disciples. And there's four habits. One we've already talked about. The E is engage with God's word. Uh, this has to be our uh, um, a, a meal that we eat and, and think about and digest all day long, engaging with God in his word. It's not just a box to check off saying, I did it. Use your full focus planner. You have your little uh, check boxes, uh, check them off, but that's just the beginning. Okay, here is what uh, I'm going to think about throughout the day. And then the, the S in Jesus, the second habit, we also talked about it, is stop and remember. So these are all linked. Stop and remember, what did you read this, you know, this morning or this afternoon? You know, what is God doing around you? Uh, what are the promises uh, that God has, has put on your heart that's in his word, etc.? Just stop and, and remember, push back from your, your desk for... 10 seconds or 60 and just stop and remember this project that I'm working on, this message I'm writing, whatever it is, God, I need you. And so there's that, uh, that engagement part. Uh, and then the third habit, the you in, in the, the Jesus challenge, we also mentioned it is unite with other believers. Ryan, I already said it. Christianity is a team sport. Uh, you know this, but there are, uh, 42 one another commands in the Bible. Mm. And they're used 70 times. So 70 times we're told to one another, one another, love one another, forgive one another, submit to one another, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we have to lock arms. We cannot do this on our own. And then the last habit, the S, the second S in Jesus, this is the most difficult but the most life-changing. Surrender your will. In this moment, as I'm facing you know, this temptation, do I want to go my way or do I want to surrender my will and go Jesus's way? And surrender isn't something that we did years ago when we gave our life to Christ. Yes, that was an act of surrender, but we are to surrender for the rest of our lives and you and I may be surrendering uh, dozens, if not hundreds of times uh, during a day or over the course of the week. This is back to what you mentioned earlier, Ryan, about a relationship with God. Uh, so there's the big picture. One, uh, commitment, join Jesus and make disciples. And then four habits, engage with God's word, stop and remember, unite with other believers and surrender your will. Uh, I love it. So simple, but yet it's going to take a lifetime to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I actually had uh, somebody that purchased the course uh, called me up and we we're talking through it and say, well, okay, well, after I do this, what, what do I do next? I'm like, you continue to take the Jesus challenge. 
you know, you may do another Bible study, you may join another ministry, you may start a church, whatever it is, but this is the mindset, the framework that we can live the rest of our lives uh, through, through this way. The Jesus challenge is that, yeah, I did that, you know, back in 2020. No, daring to be a disciple is the rest of our lives. And that's what's exciting because who knows where and how God's going to lead us. Yeah, discipleship is so tough. Um, you know, I've, I've talk, as you know, I've been in leadership training, discipleship programs for for many years, and there's so many different personalities and how that uh, fleshes out in their own life. You know, uh, you can get like somebody like Mark Batterson, right? That's uh, a little bit more systematic and a little bit more of like you know prayer circles, and there's a little bit more of like a system to it. You know, and then talk to like Judah Smith and it's a little bit more organic and a little bit more just kind of whenever and um, you know I, I, talking with him a little bit about it and he was saying that you know, I like to just crawl into my desk and pray and I'm like you know that's you know and that's just not the usual spot right but he was saying that's the time that he had there and Mark Batterson right you know just these prayer circles and be strategic and have this target and so there's so many different ways and I think that even for me over the years I've tried so many different things, you know, and tried a different Bible at times, you know, like uh, I used to read the NIV for a long, long time. And I was like, man, I just, I felt like I wasn't even reading anymore because I'd read it so many times that I switched to New King James. And it was just, it was just enough different that it forced me to focus in, right? Um, and be a little bit more intentional about it or reading a devotional and, uh, or, you know, trying different things. And so I think that's one of the things I love about it is that it's an adventure. It's a lifetime. Try different things, figure out what works for you. And um, that's what it's about relationship. And it's about um, this adventure. So um, thank you so much. So talk about just kind of what does that course look like? What can they kind of expect when they go on and uh, get, get signed up for that course? Yeah. So there's, I mentioned one commitment, four habits. That's five things. There's actually seven modules. And so in the very first module, I, I do an overview of the entire Jesus challenge. So that's the, the longest video. It's about 35 minutes. And then you know, two through six uh, breaks down J-E-S-U-S. And those are you know, 20, 25 minutes each. And then the, uh, the seventh module is more uh, a summary. Um, and that's the, the shortest, maybe about 15 or so minutes. Uh, so in total, there's about three hours of video content. There's also audio files for each one. So if you wanted to listen while you were driving or on a, on a run, you know, that's accessible. Uh, and there are two workbooks. There's a participant's guide. You can take notes, follow, follow along. Uh, and there's also a leader guide if you wanted to do it with uh, a friend or a small group or even as a course uh, or, you know, class. Uh, there's discussion questions. Uh, and then I have all the transcripts. So if a pastor wanted to uh, do a, a teaching series, we're going to take the Jesus challenge. Uh, and that's the, the, the beauty of it. I mean, you, you mentioned having, you know, coupon codes and such uh, for an individual purchase, but we also have uh, church licenses for, for pastors that gives everybody access to the entire course. And so it, it, there'd be uh, uh, transcripts that they could use uh, as well as their, their curriculum. And then 
just the the notion that this could be new language for them going forward in terms of hey are you staying engaged with god you know are you surrendering your will are you uniting with other believers so this is you know where you reference mark batterson judah smith you throw in rick warren with the purposes like in all of those there's elements of making disciples engaging with god's words like so this is a filter that can go over over everything uh, uh, so good so good so uh, Greg, you also have, we've mentioned the app. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about the app? What is the, what is it? Where do they get it? And talk about a little bit uh, how it's helpful in, in, in this discipleship journey. Yeah. So the app is called the bottom line Bible, bottom line Bible app, uh, you know, uh, Android, uh, iPhone, uh, you know, iOS, it's all, it's available on both platforms. Uh, and I reference it in the course as, you know, kind of a hack in terms of how, how you can, stay engaged and such with the, with the Bible. But what it is, I love this app. I actually have a summary of every chapter in the Bible. Um, in case you're keeping score, there's 1,289 chapters. <laughs> I've gone through every chapter and there is a image uh, that kind of captures the uh, big idea from the chapter. And I'm a visual person. A lot of us are. And so I keep that picture in my mind and it takes me back to my reading. Uh, there's a link so you can read it or you can listen to it. Mm. Uh, there's a, a summary statement. There's a big idea. There's a key verse. Uh, there's a devotion, uh, which is called if God wrote you a letter. And I love that. So it's just kind of taking the, the uh, content from the chapter and then just speaking as if God were writing a letter to us. Uh, there's a next step. Here's a sample next step. And then there's a video link, uh, sometimes uh, like a music video, sometimes uh, a clip from a film, again, that relates to the, uh, the big idea. Uh, and the best part is it's free. Wow, that, that sounds like something that would be really great for accountability groups. Um, you know, it sounds like just something that, that you could very easily um, you know, get four or five people in your small group or even just friends. And, and the great thing about right now, I mean, really going forward is that you can, this is the kind of stuff you can do very easily with people across the nation. Um, and just simply being a part of something like this and, Hey, have you read, Oh man, wasn't that a great video or, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, such a great, great idea. And, uh, the app's totally free. Um, and then also coming up, you've got a conference. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that conference and um, tell us a little bit what they can expect. Yeah, this I'm super excited about this. It's called the Next Step Summit. Uh, and it's, it's for uh, believers who want to take a next step. Right? We, some of us are, and, and, or some people in our churches, are new believers and they're wanting a next step. Uh, some are seasoned believers, and maybe they need the nudge to be on the front edge of the disciple-making uh, part. Uh, but then there's a lot of people in the middle who are either bored, don't know what to do, they're tired or overwhelmed, uh, maybe they're just they're they're frustrated. They need a next step. And so uh, September 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Uh, we've, we're going to have 25 speakers and there's seven or eight musicians over these three days. 
who are going to be uh, inviting, affirming, encouraging, and challenging people to take a next step in their faith. Uh, the conference is actually free, and then we'll have some opportunities if they want to, some purchase options for them. But it's a free conference. We've got speakers across the country, across Canada. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. So the Next Step Summit, September 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Website is not up yet, but it is coming. And Ryan, I'll be sure to let you know as soon as possible. So your audience is the, the first to. Yeah, they, you guys can go ahead and get that at renewedleadership.org slash next step. We'll have all the information there. It'll get you for registration, all that kind of stuff. We'll get you guys set up there. We'll have that in the show notes as well. So um, Greg, so, so encouraging. Um, I, I would love just give us just kind of a final thought here, final encouragement for those that maybe have been um, maybe struggling in their discipleship process or um, considering how to even get back into it. Just uh, final, final words of encouragement here for those of us that want to just get plugged deeper back into discipleship. Yeah, and I would say uh, if I could do two things. One is to the pastors and ministry leaders. Jesus called us to make disciples. He didn't say fill our churches. He didn't even say start more campuses. I'm a campus pastor, and there's, val there's value in that. He called us to make disciples. So that just has to be at the forefront as we start new churches or new sites, etc. It's not about filling them up. It's about equipping people. Uh, the, the truth is, if we made disciples, we would actually reach the world for Christ in under fewer than 33 years. Uh, if you took, if you said, well, what if we reached a thousand people for Christ every day? 365,000 per year. That's pretty awesome. But it would take more than 21,000 years to reach the world for Christ. Addition versus multiplication. Disciple making is about multiplication. And then, so that's for pastors. Uh, for, the, uh, for those in the church and just want a next step, I just want you to realize you are called to make disciples. You may think, oh yeah, that's for other people. No, 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 it's for you. And so the first thing that you need to do is just embrace and own that. You may not know how to do that, but that's where we unite with other believers. You can ask a friend, you can ask your pastor, but I just want you to own that Jesus has called you to make disciples. And he promised to be with you and me and Ryan for the rest of our lives. So uh, he's got your back. So go make disciples. So simple, but yet so hard. Um, love it, Greg. And um, thanks for the encouragement. Um, again, check it out. Um, the course, you can go to renewedleadership.org slash disciple and get that course. I want to encourage you guys, download it, um, dive in for yourself, um, get your small group involved uh, for uh, pastors uh, you guys can get the, the, the license to give it out to your whole church, um, do a, a sermon series on it. I want to encourage you guys dive in and uh, let's, let's make disciples. Uh, Greg, also you have a website that they can go to for blogs, things like that. Why don't you mention that real quick too? Let's make disciples.org. Uh, so let's make disciples.org. And there is uh, a free PDF that you can 
download that talks about what I just mentioned in terms of multiplication versus addition and the idea of, it's actually called Choose Your Adventure. Uh, do we want to live this uh, adventure of following Jesus or just punch the clock and say, yeah, I went to church. Let's make disciples.org. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, let's make disciples yourself and uh, let's make disciples of our friends. So thanks, Greg, so much for joining us today. Thanks, Ryan.